Slice Audio. It has literally been one month since I posted another episode, so my apologies for the 18 people who have been really digging this. Listen, man, I had an episode, so here's, here's why we had a delay. Because I, I do want to try to den- tend to do these once a week-ish. But, you know, some shit gets in the way, right? So, like, I had an episode with the George Floyd and the and all of this. And, and, and I did the whole episode. Maybe one day I'll post it. But, honestly, this is the thing. You know what everybody needs to do right now on Black Lives Matter and George Floyd? Like, the last thing we need is another fucking white guy's opinion on this. I, I'm not going to, you know, perhaps it's just a time to shh, everybody shush and everybody listen and use your I feel statements <laughs> and just fucking hear it. I will say one thing on it and it's this, like imagine that one time that you that had that really scary moment like you had a near death something like a cart like a you know or that feeling where you were underwater too long you know what i mean for like a second and you had that panicked that brush with mortality and that was a fleeting moment for most of us so imagine feeling like that for 8 minutes and 46 seconds and outside of that maybe just Shish. And use your I feel voices. I don't have anything to say. I mean, I have a bunch of things to say, but none of it none of it matters. It doesn't matter what I say to things. You just just shut up and listen to the opposite side. And you'll find that everyone is more in the middle and in agreement than you think. But past that, shh. The other reason is, you know, we had Barry King Ron, man. Um, Grandpa Ron passed away, and it's hard to, you know, that's, uh, there's a lot of shit going on, right? Like, you're burying grandparents now. That's a level of old I have become. You're also starting to think, and how can you not, that one day and soon, hopefully not, hopefully a very long time from now, but, like, we're in the realms of the decades where it's counting down. So you're going to have to do this to your own parents. So that doesn't, you know, that doesn't put me in a mode to fucking talk. But I got a bunch of shit I want to talk about now. <laughs> so all that's done. We're going to get back to it. So I appreciate you guys giving me the time. Welcome to the Book of Murdoch. I believe we're on episode. I don't care. Whatever. You know what episode you're on. You're listening to this on a mobile phone. Um... Uh, so I, here's the other reason it's been a while. I also have been fishing. I've been on a boat for like a week and a half. So we buried King Ron, had a nice thing, and I went fishing for a while, and it was fucking awesome. So if you absolutely can, like I got to unplug from my phone and just hang with my family. Not all my family, but you know what I mean? Got to hang with my dad for like a week straight, just hanging. I haven't got to do that for a long time. We needed that, man. Um, that was all good. So, you know, I was going to do, this is what a dumb shit I am. I was going to record a podcast from the water, like on the kayak. Right. 
and then I forgot all the oars. So I had three kayaks in the back of my truck and like a bunch of people were like, Oh, that looks fun. Good for you. And eventually I got just tired of telling strangers that I can't give them a fishing report because I <laughs> left, I left the oars and the life jackets, like the two things you need, three things to kayak. You need a kayak, you need an oar, which is a paddle for those of you who don't know what an oar is. And I, and you need a life jacket and you can even kind of do it with two of those things. But the two that are absolutely required are the kayak and the paddle. And I was one for two. And I fucking knew I was going to forget them. I, ah, it was like the one thing I was on myself to remember. Like, you can buy anything else. I did price out shopping paddles to Amazon Prime to Akaska, South Dakota. Akaska, South Dakota, if you would like to know. Not Alaska, where the bears are, but Akaska to where the beers are. That is the difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's more or less kind of just east of the area where all the revenant stuff was happening for those of you international listeners um if you remember that book and and the movie um it's you know for those of you around here it's just south of Mobridge. it's a tiny little town where they hunt and they fish and they really like donald trump there is more donald trump flags in Acasca, south dakota than i thought possible but you know that's their jam they know who they are and you just, you know, you drink beer and you fish for walleyes and you don't check your phone every minute. And it's awesome. My head is full. My heart is full. And I'm ready to do some more episodes. I'll start with a story <laughs> from Elsister. And I will give you the sex talk I got from my mother when I was in my teens. <laughs> I was see I was back home so you every time you go back home a lot of shit comes to life and you start to want to talk about a lot of things that get dredged up memories right so here we go this was the sex talk by the way I will say this before we get into it my mother is a fantastic mother I love my mother she did a great job and, and very patient with the three of us and because we were at times a deal and still continue to be a deal as I you know am about to tell an embarrassing story about my mother Okay, here we go. <clears throat> my sex talk was in my garage as a teenager. I think this is my version of this. So I think what happened was my parents had started noticing that I had finally gotten girls to pay attention to me because they were meeting some of them, right? And so my parents had gone down to the bar for a couple of drinks after happy hour, and mom's uh, home, you know, they had, they had gotten home and they're maybe had another drink. We're all just hanging out, right? We're, you know, just hanging. And they're on a garage. Uh, my mom smokes smoking a cigarette. So in between drags, and you really need the visual to get this, but basically my sex talk was given in between drags of a cigarette, which I will now do in audio form, beginning and end of the sex talk from my mother after a couple of vodkas. Here we go. I don't want any grandkids yet, so you know, keep that shit together. Or wrap that shit up or something. <laughs> Exhale. That was my sex talk from my mom. Thanks, Rhonda. <clears throat> I'm, I'm having this moment where I'm imagining my mother listening to this, and then I'm gauging what her reaction is going to be. I will reiterate. 
a good mom. Just have, we have some funny stories. And, you know, we all have these. Every kid has this about every parent. These are some of mine. Feel free to send me some of yours. Send me your embarrassing sex talks to buckamurdock at gmail. Or you can go to the go to the website, murdochjones.com. Oh my god. Um it's been so long since I've recorded an episode, I forgot the uh, cell phone number that you can text into. Or you can call into on the hotline. Uh so save this in your phone while you're listening right now. Ready? Here we go. 605 340-0811 and you can text in anything you want or even a haiku. Uh, okay. I learned something today. Let's do this. So, okay. So we're on how the hell do we start talking about this? We are on the boat dock getting ready to come in for the day and we're shooting the shit with the boat next to us, you know, and I think, is that how this came up? None of this matters to the story, so let's just move on. Jesus. Okay, Boomer. My bad. Here we go. Let's try again. I learned something interesting today. I'm not going to edit that out. I'm, I decided I'm not going to edit out all the things that make me look stupid. So you just, you know, sometimes I'm going to look stupid. Okay. Train graffiti. I didn't, maybe a lot of you knew this, but I had no idea. I've always really, like, when you get stuck at a train and that goes by and you see all the graffitis and all the cars... Some of it is really fascinating and really well done. And you always think, how can they do that with a can of spray paint? That's just so awesome. Here's what I learned last week at a time I can't remember where right now. So, you know, grain of salt some of this. Uh, They'd send messages back and forth. Like if it's son to a father or a friend to a friend, like they they just – this is their – this is their text – they paint a thing on a train. Hey, man, you still alive? How you doing? I'm. This is what's happening with me, and it's all in you know graffiti. And they ship it out west, and then that dude is just standing by the cars because he's also going to do some graffiti. Sees his dude's message, and it might take like years longer than what you had thought because they take a different route or whatever. And then you see the message, and you put it on a couple different cars, I guess. I was trying to ask if they, I don't know if the, I asked if they would put the same message on multiple cars and the dude kept saying yes, but then I don't, I don't, I don't think he, I don't think I was asking the question right. Anyways, I didn't know that. Maybe that's one of these things that everybody kind of knew. I don't think they're all messages. Some of it's just, you know, this is my train, bitch, but I think it's cool. That's the, that's the nice way. What a nice way. Cause you really got to put your effort into it. If you're, even if you're just checking in. Anyways, I learned that. Also, I have no idea. This is and this feel free to send in a retraction, murdochjones.com. Find out which way you want to send there. This could all be total bullshit. Like, I just bought it right up. I have not Googled it to see if that's actually true. So I'm, you know, I can't conf- I can neither confirm nor can I deny that that is actually a thing, but I, I hope it is. In my travels across uh, the state, I will remind you all that there is not a better gizzard than the gizzards at the gas station in Kadoka, South Dakota. For those of you who do not know what a gizzard is, oh, I think I'm pretty sure I know what a gizzard. Okay, here's how I understand the a gizzard is like a chunk of fucking muscle in the neck of chickens and pheasants and other birds, I'm sure, but I don't think all birds, although I don't know if that's true or not, because it turns out I don't know shit about birds. 
<laughs> but gizzards are the are the chunk of muscle that like they eat. They they'll put gravel in there, and then they kind of squeeze it, like that one you know chunk of the sex toy and those weird ones that you never buy. And then that crushes up the corn, and that's how they digest it. Most of you know what gizzards are if you're from around here. There's a few of you that are from the city. You don't know what gizzards are. So I'm telling you, I'm helping you learn our country ways here, fella. And so you fry them up like it's a disgusting piece of meat. But if you deep fry and season the shit out of it, they're delicious. And they're all over South Dakota and North Dakota and Iowa and all of our, you know, all of us big Vikings up here. The best ones you can find are in a, I can't even think of the name of the gas station. So technically this isn't even a plug, but there's only a couple of gas stations in Kadoka. So you go to the Kadoka exit and you head into the gas station with the gizzards. They're delicious. People try to sell the gizzards in other places. And I defy you to tell me where a better gizzard is. MurdochJones.com. I will try your bullshit gizzards, but you know, come hot, come with the heat. Cause these gizzards in Kadoka are not messing around. Good with a beer. When we were cover your ears, kids, if you're listening to this, I went to school at Black Hill State, but I grew up on the east side of the state. And there was a bunch of us that would get homesick, or you know, there's an old chick you wanted to chase, or you know, you want to see your old friends or see your family, you get homesick. You all know that. So we would carpool back east sometimes to save because none of us had any money. And a cheap meal, if you were heading back with a carload of dudes, was a bunch of these gizzards and allegedly tall boy Budweiser's, and you just cruise right on east. With a sober driver, always, because that shit's important. Uh, What else do I want to talk about? We started, you know what I'm getting into? We've been growing, Kelsey wanted to go to the greenhouse and get a bunch of plants and I've been super into picking out plants and it's it's been really like I'm growing some melons we planted some cantaloupe and we planted some watermelons I've never grown either of these ever like I've tried to start a lot of gardens I've never successfully finished a garden uh, which is indicative of my personality a bit but we're gonna grow some melons this year man I'm gonna keep you updated I'm a little worried that I didn't pick a sunny enough spot but they're I didn't want to also then put it in the middle of the yard like a dummy. Although I'm considering replanting them into the middle of the yard so they'll get more sun. We could put a little fence around them. It can be our melon circle. Anyways, it's been super fun. And Kelsey's really talking lately about, you know, raising chickens and shit. We're getting into the into the uh what's the what the bohemian life, <laughs> lifestyle. I think we're in the initial phases of moving out to the woods. I can only do so much of that, though. This is what I've learned about myself in my 38 years on Earth. I, I like the appeal, and this especially, I've been gone for a week, right? Like, I've been, there's, there's been no, I've been around no cell service or civilization mostly for like a week and a half. So I, I enjoyed that isolation. And I can get into a little bit of that. But I also need to be close enough to Uber to the bars. So, like, that's, that's as far, my country living radius only exists as far as a lift <laughs> will bring me home. That's as country as I can get. 
I think for a living, you know what I mean? Like for life. But I do like that everyone, everyone seeming like there's a lot of gardens being grown this year. That's a, you got to start looking for the benefits of all this COVID shit, right? And one of them is this, the people that are enjoying, people are enjoying the outdoors more. Like you can't go anywhere. And we live in the, one of the most beautiful places on earth. You can just go out. This is why I bought these goddamn kayaks. If I would have remembered the paddles anyways, I went on that kayak a hundred times already. Just you're in, your feet are in the sand, you're feeling the water, and you're feeling the wind and the sun. I like that. And then the same thing with gardening. I like that people are planting. I all of a sudden have the largest urge to can everything. Like I want to just can a million things. But then you kind of got to grow it to can it, don't you? Like cradle to grow. You got to farm to table that shit. This is going to sound gross. Check this out. The best meat I've ever had is canned moose meat that my father shot can it was just canned meat it looked like you mixed uh kombucha mushrooms and like fingers and a, and a chunk of roast in a jar that just sat on the shelf unrefrigerated and it looked it i can picture it now it looks like a chunk of brain sitting in a jar it looked disgusting who and who in the right mind would eat that but then you make stew or something out of it Holy shit. It was delicious. You could just eat it out of the jar. It was fantastic. I don't really feel like canning moose. I feel like when you start canning things, doesn't it? You most like I'm just picturing trying to perfect the pickle. Like that's where you start in the canning. Starting right in with moose seems like I'm going to kill a bunch of people accidentally. How do you even can a moose? Like tomatoes I can see and corn and pickles. Like that's, you know. The things that everybody, eggs, all of that also sounds disgusting. I like pickled eggs, but the thought of eating pickled eggs right now to most people at any given time of the day, you have to eat, like pickled eggs are a three drink in didn't eat enough dinner idea. Same with those pickled sausages. But I don't, I'm like, who wakes up in the morning and is like, you know what I could use? Some goddamn pickled eggs. Um, what else is we can do the news i will say this i was fairly disconnected from the news and and like social media coming off of social media for a week felt really like i would still i can't i couldn't cold turkey it i just punted like i didn't scroll through a wall I checked my red buttons, right? I like did anybody message me or did someone comment on something that I would give a shit about? But I didn't scroll. Like I didn't scroll through the news and I didn't scroll through uh, like Facebook, Facebook, Facebook and just get agitated. It was really nice not being disappointed in my friends and family. <laughs> not all of them, but like whatever, 47% of them for a week. Like at any given time on any given topic. You want to murder about 47% of your friends and family. And that was super refreshing to not have to do that at all. It was, I think we got, I think I'd almost damn near regulate it. I feel like that's how important it is, which sounds insane, right? Like, oh my God, that's, that's some Nazi shit right there. But getting off of that for a week is, it restores your faith in people. 
because your people is just who's around you and and if you're reading books and shit or watching i mean i you know there was Kello news on i watched that a couple of times i did read i listened to like the you know the five little minute snippet that npr does every hour i listened to that almost every day so i knew generally what was going on but i didn't i felt just as informed and 10 times less infuriated I don't think we're meant to just handle constant fucking information into our ears. Like you need some time off, man. Okay. Now that I've said all that, I'm going to give you some news. <laughs> uh, oh, you remember the rules right now. I'm scrolling through my news and I'm going to skip everything Trump or coronavirus related. Nah, Trump, coronavirus, coronavirus, Trump. Trump, Trump, Jesus, the whole, my entire feed, we're getting down to the, we're getting down to the bottom here, oh, here's, okay, God, this, here's, this is still heavy, though, the first, (laughs) NASCAR is investigating all of the, like, someone left a noose in the garage of Bubba Wallace, who's a NASCAR driver, who's NASCAR's only black driver oh man this is heavy okay but let's get into it here's the deal on the confederate flag tough shit you can't <laughs> fucking fly it's it you don't get to claim it there's no i'm with you on the history no one is a bigger history buff than i am and i don't know what the line is because i'll be candid sometimes in these statues i feel like we will we will regret it later but at the same time, I am whiter than white, and you know, generally speaking, the coin flips my way. So I get to appreciate some of the history, even the awful history, because a lot of it is awful. Because that's you know, a lot of history is awful. But the Confederate flag is not a part of that discussion. The Confederate flag was coerced into too much dipshit thinking. If you wanted to keep it earlier, you shouldn't have surrounded it with so much shittiness. You should have had this, like, all of you want to have that conversation now about the history and the facts. And the time for that was when it was being co-opted by the hatefulness way earlier. Like, so, no, you don't get, it's too late, man. You can't, you can't have it. Like you, like taking away the Confederate flag is not going to reduce your ability to enjoy a redneck sport. It's still a pretty redneck sport. I've been to Daytona. That's it's. I mean, it's a lot of fun, but it's you know pretty redneck. I will say this though, to the dude or dudes who flew, it's bullshit. And you're and I'm positive. I think you're fucking schmucks, right? But you did fly the flag in an airplane over the race with the defund. I thought that was funny. I don't agree with you. I think you're schmucks. But I respect the move. That was a gangster move. And that did make make me laugh. But listen, man. Here's the problem. So this is the problem with fucking your like-minded group think where you won't see the other side at all, where you refuse to see the other side of the coin. Because the first guy 
flies the <laughs> flies the defund thing behind the plane, and that's really funny. But then the next guy hangs a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage, and fuck that guy. You you don't like okay. This is this is uh, let me liken it to let me take the hatefulness and the racism out of this and describe what is happening to everybody. And I think oftentimes they don't realize it. And I will explain it through my previous career as a radio host. So my old job was to entertain dudes on the radio as a morning show jock, and it was a fucking riot. And that's why a lot of you are probably still listening to me because you heard me back then. Well, let me pull the curtain back for you a little bit. The job as defined in that position, I think, if you do it right, is this. It's your job to read the room at any given time and find the line you don't cross. But then it's your job to put your tippy toes on that line. And no one will help you define where the line is. And the only time you'll know when you cross it is when you get fired because you did something that was over the imaginary line to begin with. It's something called community standards. It's a big FCC thing, right? Okay, but here's the deal. That same thing is happening with no governor in social media and politics. So the first guy flies the flag with the defund NASCAR. That's really funny and super well-produced. And even though you're shitty, it's a well-done stunt. The next guy thinks it's the same thing to hang a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage because his line is different. He doesn't realize that, well, he should realize that he's a piece of shit, but he doesn't, he can't read the room. The, the normal non-narcissistic publishing brain can't, isn't equipped to delineate that where that line should be. In, and especially in a cancel culture. I don't know if any of this is making sense because unless you've kind of done it, you don't really understand it. It's not your job to cross the line and entertain. We have people to do that already. But because you have 150 friends, you think, hey, rock on. And that turns into 850 friends because you all like the same shit. By the way, this isn't a Trump thing. It's how it's how it gets perceived currently. But it, it 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 ten years ago the same thing happened, and we had different social medias. And ten years from now, the same thing will happen on a completely different political spectrum. I mean, everything's a Trump thing, I guess now because it's unavoidable. But uh oh yeah, we were doing the news. So the story was that well, I don't know. I guess. The last thing this NASCAR story needs is another white dude's opinion. Again, just, you know, use your I feel voices and shh. That's your job right now. What else is non-Trump or coronavirus related? Billboard, don't give a shit. Uh, look at this. Okay. Perfect. A perfect and, and happy non-Trump and non-coronavirus story. Well, I don't know about happy. Mysterious ring of Neolithic underground structures discovered near Stonehenge. All right. Stonehenge. That's in Ireland? No. England. Southern England. That's where that's at. Right. Okay. Archaeologists have discovered a huge 1.2 mile wide ring of Neolithic shaft. What's a Neolithic shaft? Hold on. We got to Google some of this together here. Um, that doesn't really help. 
Maybe I should just read more here. Okay, experts led by UK's University of blah, blah, blah report that the shafts are up to 32 feet wide and 16 feet deep. They have been carbon dated to 2500 BC. Up to 20 shafts have been identified, but there originally have been more than 30. These, so, the, oh, okay, so these are like super hinge. So the Stonehenge, if you picture them in your head, is this, you know, this ring. This thing goes around it. 15 times larger. Oh. Interesting. So somewhere along what they're on, the shafts form a ring around the Superhenge, a much larger Neolithic monument than Stonehenge. Superhenge is located about two miles from Stonehenge. It's 15 times larger than its counterpart. Woodhenge, a lot of henges going on here. It's also formed in the ring by the shafts. I may—I I don't know if I know what's going on here. Boy, that headline made it sound really fascinating, but then you get into the meat of it, and this is fucking hard to follow. <laughs> Basically, what I'm getting out of this is there's another stone edge, but it's but it's still in a circle, like surrounding it all. Do they still know what the purpose of the Stonehenge was? Like, isn't that still a mystery in and of itself? And now we're finding even bigger. History of Stonehenge. Stonehenge is a... We're going to do a little history here with everybody. Stonehenge is a prehistoric monument in England consisting of a ring standing of stones, each around 13 feet tall and 7 feet wide, weighing around 25 tons. First off, how'd they do that in 2000 BC? How'd they lift something 25 tons? Have you heard this theory? We're about to get into some shit that I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. Most of this I think is going to be kind of true. Okay. Just we're winging into some, I don't want to take the time to Google this because I don't want to talk about this for four hours, but there's this theory and it's something it's, 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 it's roughly the following. So we can't figure out like the pyramids and like the Stonehenge, like there's all this shit that we don't know how they did it. Right. So there's this theory that, <laughs> Like every set of years, and it's a long amount of time. I don't know how long. The dumb people over time outbreed the smart people. And one day the dumb people just assumed that they themselves did all of these things. But all of the smart people had been uh, generationally removed over time. Not like on purpose. Not like through homicide. Just, you know, through natural selection. And then eventually that dumb civilization over time gets smart enough to invent something like the superconducting super collider. And they do this test. They eventually, or they blow themselves up where everybody is eradicated. And then the whole thing starts over at like bugs. And then eventually bajillion the years, whatever, you know, there's a new Big Bang Theory and we're rocking and rolling and there was Stonehenge and the pyramid and then the dumb people take over and the smart people go away and the whole thing starts over. I've read that on the internet. I'm mostly, I think, kind of getting that right. Aliens might be involved in there, but that also might be a different one. I don't know. I'm sure there's a Stonehenge podcast you can listen to. Um... That's about it, I guess, for the news, I think. 
I just don't have a lot of news in me. Now I'm just I'm just getting back into the news. I don't feel like reading a ton of news. I don't really, and I got a bunch of mailbag stuff we should probably get to. I, um, although I might get to that next episode. I just mostly wanted to, you know, I'm apologizing for not recording one for a while, but uh, you know, I needed Grandpa Brown was a good dude, and I needed some time there, and then I just wanted to sit in a boat and just kind of, you know, think. I'll say this though, you got here's the new thing. Like, okay, so technology has allowed us to have music wherever we go on multiple phones, and you can Bluetooth it into a boat and all of that. If you ever go out fishing with your father, check on the downloaded songs playlist, or you're gonna find yourself listening to the same thirty songs for days. And and in and in the time of technology, that's just not required. There might be some of you going, but yeah, but I thought you went fishing. Why are you playing music? No, rock and roll music is more than allowed on the fishing boat. It doesn't screw up your fishing at all. We were cranked ACDC for a week and a half straight and a bunch of bitch and Aerosmith songs. Tom Petty, it was awesome. But, you know, some just keep that playlist robust because it starts to burn on you a little bit. <laughs> That's my exiting advice for, for fishing. Um... I'll leave you with one more story from L sister. <laughs> so when we were young, we had these rabbits. Like not a bajillion rabbits, but we started with like four rabbits, but we were very terrible at keeping them all separated because we'd take them out and let them run and we play with them. Right. And rabbits like, like the, like the, you know, like, like you hump like bunnies, right? So bunnies hump like bunnies. So all of a sudden we had a lot of rabbits we were taking care of, <laughs> like 10 of them or something. And one of them stayed in the kennel with the lab. We had this old mean rabbit that would fling his pee at you. His name was Bugs, real original name, I'm sure. But, you know, we were dumb kids. What do you expect? And he would, like, kick pee at you aggressively, which I thought was weird and unnecessary. But he would also just live in the dog kennel and eat the dog food and growl, like, with the dog. He was a son of a bitch. But he was very cute and very entertaining. And so we had all these rabbits, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm guessing at the amount of rabbits. I should have talked about this with my family, but I wanted to be able to tell my version of this on the podcast. But And then if, and then if any of them listen to this and want to, you want to correct me, you can correct me. But I'm pretty sure the following is true. One day, Dad got really sick of taking care of all these rabbits. <laughs> and because we were never, you know, we, oh, I'll help take care of it. I'll scoop the poop. And rabbits, there's a, a lot of manure that comes out of rabbit cages, far more than you would expect. Because it's all they do is eat. And then occasionally when we let them out to run and play, hump. We tried to be like Baptists and keep them away from each other, but it just didn't happen. Uh, so dad gets sick of taking care of the rabbits. And so one day we just got rid of the rabbit cages. The rabbits were all just hanging out, but there was no more rabbit cages. And eventually they would get more wild and more wild. And to this day, and this is what, this is what made me think of this. Like if you drive in Elsister in 2020 and all of this happened in the nineties. So, if, but if you drive through Elsister, you will notice that, some of the rabbits have a more – the wild rabbits, like a rabbit runs across the street or the rabbits running in the yard, have a very tame look to them. And the, I believe over time they have intermingled with all of the wild rabbits of Elsister. And now in and around the area of Elsister, 
there's just half tame, half wild rabbits. And I'm wondering how far, like, has that jumped towns and spread like the like the coronavirus over over twenty whatever years? If anyone from Elsesser is still listening to this thing and would like to weigh in on this theory of mine, take a gander at the rabbits around town. I'm pretty sure a bunch of them are a little domesticated. Like, sometimes they'll just be brown and have floppy ears. Or be spotted, like white and brown. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wild rabbits all look kind of gray. They all look like wild rabbits. But in Alcester, South Dakota, I believe they look a little different. You can thank my dad for that. Oh, it'd be a real bummer if that that caused some weird like that 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 made all the grasshoppers die, and then that didn't make the corn grow. <laughs> if there was some weird butterfly effect accident that's like super fucked something up, prank caller, prank caller. This is all hypothetical. All right, that's today's show. MurdochJones.com. Give me a rating and a share, and tell your friends. And we're slowly making this uh, grow bigger and bigger. And I appreciate all you people reaching out. I'll dig into the mailbag next time. And uh, rest in peace, King Ron. You were the best man. I love you. And uh, thanks for everything. And that's it. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credits was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark He's in my cell phone as Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producers, Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert... Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. <laughs> so leave this goddamn piece in. <laughs>